Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stacked, a romance novel podcast. I'm Anne, one of your hosts, and you're about to eavesdrop on literary bedlam. In this episode, Jen and I discuss romance author Beverly Jenkins, unassuming book covers, the horror in Black Joy, and one too many yoni. We also talk about our casting hopes for some of our favorite romance novel screen adaptations, and I sort of butcher the name of Yahya Abdul-Mateen II multiple times, but he can't beat my ass. At least, not without negotiating a safe word first. As usual, there's detailed discussion on coitus, so listener discretion is advised. And after combing through five hours of audio, we still have more book suggestions for you, so be sure to check out the show notes on our podcast homepage, stacked.show. I would also like to thank everyone who tuned in to the inaugural episode. Your support is greatly appreciated. That said, we hope you enjoy this one as well. Okay. That's how I woke up on February 1st. Like, woo! We black, baby! Getting all this melanin, honey. (laughs) Listen, I, I think one of the first videos I saw on February 1st was this this white woman like filming some kind of TikTok or something outside somewhere like she did a run or whatever this black person was like get the fuck out of my way it's the first day of black history month and he just like shows her <laughs> fuck out of here karen that's right, right. get the hell out of here dog <laughs> yeah. i saw that and i died laughing listen so... listen happy black history month y'all no karen formed against me shall prosper you understands me <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of us, honestly. I don't even know why. Why do we do this? I love us so much. Like, ooh, ooh, I love being black so much. I remember one time, Mm -hmm. my friend who is like African, she's Nigerian. She's going to kick my ass. She's going to be like, Africa is not a country. Anyway, she was Mm -hmm. saying how whenever people say being black is exhausting, she feels exhausted. She's like, being black is not exhausting. It is racist people who are exhausting and are making us feel exhausted because they're so determined to be racist. Facts though. Like that, that is hella facts. It has nothing to do. Being black is amazing. It's other people that make it horrible. Yeah. Like, come on. Like sometimes there's things, there's little jokes, there's little like, things that cross the diaspora lines where we all just look at each other and we're just like, yeah, yeah. Cause even when, Oh God, here's a moment in black history month for y'all. I don't know if y'all gonna remember this, but there was some white lady who was going to someplace in Africa for a job. And she, right before she got on the plane, she was like, on my way to Africa, hope I don't catch AIDS. (laughs) Ha ha joke. I'm white. I remember that. I remember that. Go to jail. It's like, <laughs> really? Really? And by the time she landed, wherever the hell she was going, she had been fired. She got Listen, fired. She Good. was an idiot. First of all, you're getting on an international flight where you're going to be out of communication for 10 plus hours. Bold. And you're going to make a reckless, reckless tweet like that, girl. Bold. Very, very bold. Very, very bold. Which Twitter goes fingers are faster than anything, bro. <laughs> Listen, that day was a day that will live on in infamy because all 
all black people, like Caribbean, American, people from actual African nations, like we all put down our usual back and forth bickering. We called a temporary truce to wash this lady. And I, I love it. I love to see the UNATY. Unity! <laughs> Listen, do you remember? Like people, so people were actually tracking her flight, bro. Like we're waiting to yes. see what's going to happen. They were like, yo, the minute she lands, woo, let's go. <laughs> Good. Look, her mentions must have been with like thousands. It must have been in the thousands. I, okay. So I expected them to cook her because, you know, it's Twitter. And at that time, Twitter was the wild, wild west, baby. <laughs> okay. It was the wild west. So I expected them to cook her, but I didn't think she was going to get fired, honestly, because white people be getting away with stuff all the time, but she got fired. And I think she was the, the most prolific instance of someone getting fired for some shit they said on Twitter. Warms my at heart. the time, yes. At the time, absolutely, yes. I mean, oh, yeah, now... No, no. oh yeah. Everybody getting fired, maybe. You were about to lose <laughs> your job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how people just go out and be... You know what? I do understand it. I was about I to I do say. understand it. I was like, I understand it perfectly. Like, uh, hmm. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, you know, you know why. So yeah. everybody, welcome to the Black Love episode of Stacked, a romance novel podcast. I'm Anne and my beautiful co-host, my chocolate princess <laughs> is oh, okay. Jen. You're getting real romantic in this bitch. Okay, hold Listen, on. This, Let is me... a, this is a romance novel podcast. Oh, okay. You know what? You know it's almost Valentine's Day too, so you know I got I got some bars here ready to drop the the romance on the peeps. Let them know how much I desire their company and how much I enjoy being close to them in this. <laughs> I love how you immediately went into the one eight hundred phone sex operator voice <laughs> at the end there. Yuck. Guys, just so you know, Anne doesn't fuck with me like that. Nope. She's, nope. She's not absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm so sorry. You are beautiful, but no thank you, ma'am. People people say these things all the time because they know that I'm into women. They're like, oh yeah, all of your all of your friends who are girls, like you must want to bone them, right? I was like, absolutely Jesus. not. That is the last thing that I a want to do. Wait, hold on, hold on. A man said that, didn't it? It was a man, it, wasn't it? Isn't it always a man? It's always a cishet man who has something like that to say. Because, always. because a lot of men, oof, a lot of men, I'm coming in hot, I'm coming in hot. A lot of men view their friends that way. They're just like, if any day named day, you'll be like, oh, I want to sleep with you. Your cishet male friend would be like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, like they're already naked. Oh, you didn't mean right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just rip their clothes off like it was Velcro at the seams. Yeah, it's, 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 that's what Drew Carey in, um, what he played God in that movie. What was that? That was, um, Bruce Almighty. Oh, that, that was him and Bruce Almighty. He just ripped all those clothes off. He literally, <laughs> that was the sound it made. It was like, listen, if you, y'all think we're joking, but women, I want you to text just one of your random cishet male friends and be like, I want to sit on your face. And the man will reply with a selfie wearing a bib. <laughs> that yep, yep, absolutely <laughs> we'll absolutely do that but the that royal carriage is, is awaiting my dear 
I like friends to lovers, right? So, because it's the most realistic scenario. Realistic in the sense where this is every cishet man's dream. Not necessarily realistic in the way that women think of their friends that way, but it's Absolutely realistic not. in that this is this is what men's idea of romance is. Where one day that hot friend they've just been pining for for the past thirty million years will just say, "I've been in love with you all this time," and they'll be like, "Naked, you know, <laughs> condom on, ring out, like we're getting married and fucking." And at the same time, like it's happening. It's all or, 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 or they want the inverse, which is like the girl that you've always been super cool with. She's your friend and she doesn't judge you and she's nice suddenly becomes physically hot. Oh, that I hate. Which, I hate which that is, trope. which is the, that's the, the makeover trope, right? Where the girl takes yes. off her glasses and suddenly you can see her entire face. Like glasses are not that view obstructing like hello hello, hello. do not tell superman that because clark kent <laughs> wore those glasses and people did not know that he was superman so don't do not ever underestimate the stupidity of people who don't want to see something okay so focus the theme for this month is black love which you could probably have guessed from the cover of this episode and what that means is jen and i will be predominantly talking about books that have both protagonists who are black not just one both because there are tons of this, this oh god there's tons literally tons and then some of them are extremely good books where i guess you know one half or mm, let me not say half because sometimes there's three people yeah sometimes there's three sometimes there's five you never know what you're gonna get um because polyamorous romances are a thing but they're not really that popular in the black romance space i'll give you that see and it's okay so there's the thing that's the thing right like when it comes to romance Overall, in a general sense, the more you want, <laughs> the more the numbers dwindle. So let's say there's a thousand romance novels, right, in, in existence, and you want black romance or a romance novel that has a black protagonist. You're cutting it down to like 200. Then you want yep. both of them to be black or all <laughs> all protagonists to be black. You're cutting it down to like 50. Oh, you want polyamory? Cutting it down some more. You want queer? Cutting, cutting, cutting. You know what? Actually, you'll find queer before you find poly. So you'll probably get polyamory at one. And then you'll find queer at like me. Out of that 50, maybe at like, you know, eight. Paranormal. uh, Maybe a bit more. Even less. And you know what's funny? Black. Hey, guys. Guys. Anyone from the publishing industry. Any author out there. Black people, we too like paranormal. I too would like to read about some black girl fighting vampires and shit. I too would like to read about a woman of color meeting the elf king. Come on now, y'all. But see, when that that happens, it's always interracial. Absolutely always. Yeah. So it's never going to be a true black romance. Because for example, um, there's this, it's like a YA book, Legendborn. Oh yeah, I read Legendborn. Yeah, one of my favorite books. So I enjoyed Legendborn so much. I loved that the leading woman was black. But everybody else around that bitch was white. And I was like, this is such a toxic environment. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You in danger, girl. Like, Whoopi Whoopi was right there. Whoopi Goldberg was right there next to her telling her that shit. And I was like, oh. And then, of course, she really was in grave danger. If you've read Legendborn, you know what we're talking about. Absolutely. (laughs) And, 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 yes, exactly. It is a racist type of danger just as we suspected just as we suspected it's always Always. again every single time 
somebody talking about some kind of systematic problem or some kind of bullshit, you rip the Scooby-Doo mask off, always racism. It's, it's always racism. So that's why I genuinely enjoy Black Romance. I'm actually in a Black Romance book club. We meet um, every couple of weeks. You know, we pick books um, by authors like Love Belvin, Christina C. Jones. Um, we're doing, of course, Beverly Jenkins for our first book of February. We're doing Wild Sweet Love. I haven't even read that one before, actually, now that I think about it. I love Miss Beth. I saw the cover and I was just like, yeah. yes. And, yes. And the girl has short hair on the cover, which is something that you don't usually see, especially not for that time period, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in that time period, it's always just like long flowing tresses, right? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Easy, breezy, beautiful, bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. This game was my point on those romance novels back in the day. I'm just saying. I want to know who does the older uh, Miss Bev novels. Oh, by the way, for those of you who don't know who Miss Bev is, we're talking about Beverly Jenkins. Correct. Her covers are done in the traditional romance novel style, which is where it's an oil painting. So it starts off with two models in a studio. A photographer takes the picture and then an artist uses those pictures as reference for an original oil painting. And then that is what the publisher uses to create the cover of the romance novel. And as someone who grew up reading mass market paperbacks, seeing two black people all hugged up in the field of flowers warms my heart oh yes that was what i think it was something like love had a good cover like that that was an amazing cover and the original cover for indigo chef's kiss i tried to buy that online but that was ridiculous two hundred dollars yeah yeah that was two hundred dollars and i was like um you know i'm not at a financial place right now to to be making (laughs) kind of hasty purchases um it would make me so it would make me so happy don't get me wrong like if you're thinking about like pure joy you would bring me so much joy to own an original indigo like indigo is one of my favorite beverly jenkins novels for everyone else who does not know that it is it is all her all her uh historical older historical romances like the covers are just so good and i wonder if she had like i wonder if she kind of tells them like what she wants or is it the who makes these decisions anyway like it depends on your power in the industry for some people i think miss bev had control over her stuff if i'm wrong miss bev i'm so sorry i also but also i'm so sorry (laughs) mostly we love you (laughs) yes mostly that part uh Actually, you know what? I'm gonna we're gonna tweet her and I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna ask her. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna tweet her and ask her. And if we get an answer, we will share it on our socials. That's gonna happen. Yeah, because like, okay, my favorite Miss Bev novel cover is the one for Topaz because it is a, a man and a woman in a field again, but it's at sunset, sunlight just glistening off their skin. They look so good. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Younger me seeing the cover and it's two black people. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. So even good. like so even good. the cover when there's no like when there's no woman on the cover, like um the cover that she has for Nighthawk, it's just the dude. Ooh, yes. she, I man love got the, the shirt over. First of all, first of all. <laughs> Listen, when you can stand outside under the moonlight. With your shirt open, got the abs all glistening, looking all moisturized and such. Listen, listen. I I actually want to know who that model is in real life. Like, I would like ma'am. to see him in real life, just ma'am. to know what, what, what. <laughs> I'm just, why, why, why do you want to know? No, because I want to know like what his direction was at the time. Like, he's wearing like the holster. Like, was he? I just I need I have questions. 
I have questions. That's all. That's all. I mean, this is an older <laughs> book. I just want to talk. Like I just have I have questions. It's not that I mean, old. It's not that old. It's 2011. That's not that's not I know, that it said older. That is 10 years ago. Like that was 10 years ago. He's probably somebody daddy and he got that picture framed in his house and he's like, I mean, "Come here, young blood. Let me show you what your what your daddy <laughs> used to look like." I mean, <laughs> let me but show also, you. I'm okay with that. Jen? What? Jen. What? <laughs> I'm just I'm letting you know that I'm I'm open to all opportunities. I'm open no, to no. all opportunities, whatever they may be. You play all day, dog. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day you get on Marcus Garvey's internet and you play all day. When people give one star reviews on Goodreads, it fucking tickles me, dog. Because it's always some shit like, oh, um, I didn't know that the, the sex in this book was going to be so explicit. Ma'am, you know damn oh my well. God. Yes. You know damn well. Look at the cover. He, she busted it open on the cover. What you think will happen, ma'am? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, See? for real though. It is always that. It's always like, oh, I like this author's other work, but I didn't like this one. There's one that I read. Um, Kiru Taye, I hope I pronounced that correctly. She has a polyamorous black romance see one there's three people in <laughs> one person gave it a one star <laughs> because they read the other books in the series and didn't like that this one was a polyamorous try it i'm like there are three black people on the cover there's a black woman what? and two black men they're what? all greased up what? and she's rubbing them down hold on hold on stop, stop the bus stop the bus stop the bus stop the bus this what? woman gave what? it a one star no 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 you see the cover you you see the cover what do you think that third person is there for to like prop the bitch up? Like, listen, and even then, and even then, like, I just look, I looked at the cover, I looked at the review, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to respond to this because the Lord stayed my hand on that day because I would have typed up a response. You see, <laughs> I would have asked some real serious questions like, at his girl, person. What, like. <laughs> look, look, look at the cover. Look at the cover. That's why book covers, ex- and this is why, this is why, again, hot take, hot take. I don't like illustrated covers. I agree. It's kind of like infantilizing the book in a way, right? Yes. So true. It's like when we think of illustrated covers in that way, we're thinking of more like YA, yep, teen, yep. children sort of vibes. And so the shift for that to adult quote-unquote romance because you know let's let's be honest kids are reading all the shit anyway yeah. uh, but when you make a shift to adult romance and books with like heavily graphic sex scenes or like really really traumatic shit and you put this like bright pink cover on it with like you know two people like you know holding a candle or something. holding hands it's just like yeah, Yo, ain't no hands finna be held right she getting <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, I, I guess he holds her hands in a way. every surface in the bitch. She's <laughs> getting that all over this place on every viable surface. Why would you have a cartoon illustration of a woman, her dog, and her bicycle? Okay, I think we're calling a specific book right now. I don't know Actually, no, we're not. I really, I, oh. no, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. Because to be honest, that book probably exists. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Like, what the hell? I don't like it and it's a trend too with a lot of authors like recovering their books so they have beautiful uh, covers to me initially and then putting a new cover out which is this illustrated cover i'm kind of like why why was this necessary i think that the illustrated covers is kind of like 
a marker of contemporary romance. So um, it started when um, Shopaholic, that, that whole series became super popular. It's not oh, a black yeah. romance. Oh yeah, Sophie Kinsella, right? Mm-hmm. So when yeah. that whole series became popular, chick lit, quote unquote, I hate that term, by the way. Y'all are sexist as fuck. Anyway, chick lit, the marker of that was the illustrated poppy cover. So I, I assume so that women would feel a little more comfortable reading it in public. That's true. There, There is this um, stigma against quote-unquote bodice rippers, the way we understand them, like the Fabios and the... I mean, if we're talking black romance, every man that Beverly Jenkins has put on the cover of her book. <laughs> so yeah, there is that kind of stigma. People don't take you seriously when they see you're reading quote-unquote inappropriate books, which romance mm. novels are considered being mm. just based on covers. When you think about it, a lot of the older romance novels, and I mean much older, much older, like the ones that our parents read, the, the end of the book was when they kissed. By mm-hmm. the way, the very first like the first contemporary black romance was Entwined Destinies which was written by a journalist Elsie Washington but she wrote it under a, a pen name which was Rosalind Wells. That book was uh, published in 1980 by the way that book is now $200 on Jeff Bezos' Hellscape if y'all sorry what? $200 like American dollars or are we talking like pesos when the book was sold originally when because it's now out of print when the book was sold originally it was four dollars that was expensive I think I think four dollars is expensive for a book at that time I think it was expensive because they probably ran a small publishing number because it was the first romance novel to have two black not other not mixed two black protagonists and it was the story is about a magazine journalist who is sent to london to cover some kind of like conference and she meets a dude who is like a part of the conference and he's like this wealthy oil conglomerate executive he, he looking good. He's smelling good. The suit fitting right. And she into him and he's like, no, I don't want to get distracted. My work. Uh. <laughs> but at the time. Sure, my guy. Right? Like, uh, yeah. Um, okay. So at the time, it was very rare. No, actually, it did not exist at all for there to be a romance with people of color and means because it was all mm. poor people like all the black people were poor going through it they're living in the hood they suffering or mm, the racist trope of slavery and that still exists to this day thank you for to this, my day like, <laughs> to this day like like yeah i get it but also mm, <laughs> let me just say this white people <laughs> yes White people love to hear stories about a white savior. They sure do. They really, really do. And I am sick of the shit. Because what what was it last? It wasn't last year. Jesus Christ, it's 2021. Two years ago, maybe, there was like a Netflix show about a black uh, witch, like a black witch, and she was from Brazil or whatever. And everybody was just like, yeah, oh, we yeah, need that, 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 that bruja something, something. Yeah. Fam, when people fall... <laughs> And people found out that the reason she had been traveling through time was because she was a slave who fell in love with her owner or some shit. Everybody was just like, nah, that's canceled. Listen, I never even tried to watch that show. And you know, I love a good witch show. I love a show about witches. I saw that and I was like, fuck no. It's about he doesn't give me white people. Like, I would rather watch white people deal with that shit than have to watch this beautiful black woman travel through time to get some white dick. Like, 
Let me nah. tell you something. I don't understand how people just gloss over the fact that this is the only way that certain people want black people to be expressed as slaves. Because everybody was so excited about Sylvie's Love, which I still have not seen. Please don't ask me about why I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Go same, go same though. <laughs> Just Same though. bear with me, okay? Bear with me. I, I got books to read, okay? I have a lot to do. It's true. I mean, I haven't watched Sylvie's Love. I haven't watched Small Acts. I haven't watched oh, that. Just um, yeah. I have, you know what I did see recently? Not recently, but recently. That um Childish Gambino Rihanna movie on Amazon. I saw that when it what came name? out. Guava. Uh, yes, something with a guava. Guava mm-hmm. Island? Love Island? Guava Island tree. <laughs> it was, it was not Love Island, ma'am. I think it was Guava Island. <laughs> Love Island. <laughs> not Love Island, damn it. Smile Orange. I don't know. I don't know. It was some kind of fruit. Oh, oh that's a deep cut. See, Smile Orange is a joke and only Caribbean people would get. Only, not even Caribbean people. Only Jamaican people of a certain age and demographic are going to remember Smile Orange. Wow. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> We're old. aging ourselves on this Jesus. <laughs> For real. Okay, so anyway, didn't see Sylvie's Love. However, mm-hmm. everybody who watched it were just like so happy to see a story about two black people falling in love and nothing bad happens. And there was no slavery. There was no kidnapping. There was no murdering. There was no raping. There was no beating. No, was so, and not even just raping. No sudden raping that at no point in time, none of us could have seen coming to at least lock off the TV first. No, just two people falling in love. Yeah, there was some shit that happened in between, but it, it, nothing traumatic. It's just, just life. Just life be life in just right? life be life in you're just right you're absolutely life-in. right and then they still found each other at the end and they still have a happily ever after the end thank god <laughs> thank god Listen, I think that most people were sitting on the edge of their seats. All the black people who watched Sylvia's Love were probably sitting on the edge of their seats until that last last, last credit ended because you're probably watching to the very, very end to make sure there was going to be no sneak surprises, right? Like, yeah. all of a sudden, there's just like a fucking Ku Klux Klan <laughs> troop in the background or some shit. Like, we experience media different. And I was saying this to my uh, white friend, and I was saying to her, listen, when we, as black people, watch certain movies... And if there is a moment of black joy, we feel anxious because we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. We don't feel joy. We don't feel, we don't feel, we don't, we don't identify with the joy that we're seeing before our eyes because we have been conditioned to think, holy shit, this is about to go left. Yep. Something real bad is about to happen. We saw it in, um, yes. what's that show? Lovecraft Country. You saw it yep. there. Yep. You yep. You a bunch of black people in the car singing happy, joyous, fam. Family. <sighs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. No, I'm exhausted. Literally. It, it is exhausting. I'm, and because you're fun. constantly on you're constantly on your the edge of your seat waiting for that trigger. Like you're just sitting there like waiting, waiting. It's kinda it's like cool. Russian roulette. Only you know that every time the gun's about to go off. That truth makes sense. Is I'm tired. Help me sing it, Tamala man. Cause I <laughs> trust me. Trust me, fam. Every single time watching one of those movies and everybody's so happy and they're singing and they're dancing, you just feel this your skin start to crawl. You're like, oh no. But with Sylvie's love, that didn't happen. Roll credits. Thank you. At last. Yeah. It, it's still on my list of things to watch. I know that the new movie, um, Malcolm and Marie is out now. That people have a lot of thoughts about. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it's 
Malcolm and Marie have their relationship, I guess. And I've seen the I've seen the reviews and the reviews are not favorable from Ooh. like the critics. Moving on. <laughs> yes, you know what? Let let's talk about black romance and novels. Let, let's let's go yes! back to black romance. So we've talked about Miss Bev a bit, and um the other BJ is Brenda Jackson. She was writing a lot of contemporaries. Stop, stop, stop. The other BJ No, no, they were on a panel together, the BJs, like Brenda Jackson and Beverly Jenkins. They were on a thing fairly recently. And I was kind of so what I saw saw the BJ, like the initials BJ pop up my thing. I was like, uh-huh. why is Beverly Jenkins talking about blowjobs? That's weird. And then I realized, no, <laughs> Beverly Jenkins and Brenda jo- Oh, I'm a dumbass and a pervert. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're, you know, some of the OGs doing it in the black romance game. Uh, Brenda Jackson came out with a book fairly recently as well. She's still writing. Like she and Biz Bev are still writing like crazy. That's um, okay. So that's one of the things I, I love that Beverly Jenkins is essentially my high school art teacher. So she is gonna keep writing forever. She's gonna keep writing. And I love that for her and me because her books bring me so much joy. So much joy. Like I genuinely enjoy reading her books. And that's extremely rare for me. Like there's books I tolerate, but hers, like when I sit down to read a book by Miss Bev, it's just like, wow, I would like also like to see this on my screen. Please, God. Yes. <laughs> one, I mean, I know her contemporary, one of her contemporaries, but Deadly Sex something i'm so sorry miss bev um, that has been made into a movie that's on amazon prime i believe but i would love to see one of her historicals on screen because i, I think, think one of her historicals got it, it it's being produced they're gonna make it into a movie but which one god what was the name of that book so i read an npr article recently um it's forbidden so forbidden is being made into a movie do you know that one forbidden that's the one where the guy he yes. passes for white which <laughs> oh yes that is correct that is stop right right, here. right. who are they gonna cast because i i cannot wait to see this who are they gonna cast mm-hmm. they need a black man who passes as white. So Forbidden is being made into a movie. Um, the premise of that book was that Ryan, that's his name? R-H-I-N-E? I don't know. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan is, yeah. He's living in this town. He passes as white. He has like white people here. Like this ain't a texturizer, baby. This is the real deal. And then he rescues mm-hmm. a woman and she's beautiful. She's a black woman. She's beautiful. She's spicy. And she's doing it for him. But he would have to risk everything because everybody thinks he's white. So... <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Are you going to expose yourself as black or are you just going to be deny yourself the love and happiness that you want? Like, what is it going to be? Because he wants to be successful. He's been building up this whole thing. <laughs> He's white. Why is this so funny? Like, huh? Because black people, when we see other black people, even the white passing ones, we can tell they're black, whereas white people cannot. That's how I know racism is bullshit. Because a black person can look at another black person, no matter how pale their skin is, no matter how straight their hair is, we can look you dead in the eye and be like, <laughs> well, this must be why there's so much skepticism about and <laughs> Well, so Forbidden's being made into a movie and I'm really excited to see it on the screen because... I hope that happens too because this conversation was from like 2019 that they had originally started talking about that, right? Yeah, but also remember, 2020 did not happen. Four That's or correct. four You're right. error, not found. That is okay. why I'm telling people I didn't age last year because I didn't do shit. And shit happened. That's what we're going to go with, okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can't be biased. So 2020 didn't happen. I did not get a year older, okay? 
that's it. <laughs> okay, dear. I read a lot of black romances in preparation for this episode because I was just like, yo, I want to come in with a lot of knowledge and be ready to tell y'all about some good books. And then I made the mistake of not consulting with Jen first. And yeah. I, decided, <laughs> I decided to read Let Me Free You by Alexandria House. Now, let me say something. I like contemporary romances. I like black romances. I like contemporary black romances. I don't like hoteps. This is book number four. I didn't read the others because I ain't got time for that. But I read through I all. Did, guys. <laughs> Jen I read did. All the others. Jen did because she's a saint, right? I went through the synopsis of all of the books on Goodreads and I was like, which one sounds the least like I'm going to be mad? And I thought, <laughs> I thought this one was going to be it. Because the synopsis is that Neil is the screw-up and he has an alcohol problem and he went to rehab and he wants to live a better life that his mom, his mother who's, his mom's dead, he wants to live a life that his mother would have been proud of. He's trying to get his shit together, right? And then the heroine is Sage Moniba and she's, her family's what, Liberian? Uh, yes. So yes. she's African and, but she's a, what, first generation African and mm. she's about to be deported because, you know, ha, el trompito is like, everybody yeah. get the hell up out of here, including her parents. And she's trying to quickly get married so she can stay in the country because it's her home. She doesn't know anything about Liberia. She doesn't want to go back. Fair enough. I read the synopsis. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Because this sounds the safest out of all of them. Bitch. <laughs> Famous last words. This man is a hotep, right? First of all, he goes to a, re uh, a rehab called Sankofa House. You know, I ain't, ain't got to get into all of that. The fact is, this man went to a rehab run by a lady who was not certified in any kind of rehabilitation, anything. No kind of psychology, nothing. No form of social work, nothing. But anyway... It works. So she helps him release his uh, dependency on alcohol and his low self-esteem and his depression and stuff like that. Fine. Boom. Cool. Family. This man is a hotep to the next level. Like some koofy, red glowing eyes. We was kangs in Africa. Did you know that black people were pharaohs? Like, bro, bro. <laughs> if you had told me that you were trying to search for the least problematic one, I would have pointed you towards the best one. And <laughs> because he, his story really made me mad. If you had asked me about that, I would have told you. You see, okay, so here's my thing, right? <laughs> At the time, I really just wanted to grab a book and go. And I knew you were going to talk me out of it. <laughs> I had a feeling. Because what you're saying is you did this to yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because while I am a sadist, I am also a masochist. I am a woman of multitudes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this dude is peak Hotep. Like he calls her his queen and he calls himself her king. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. if I could us. pluck my eyes out and put them in a cup and roll them like dice, because it was just, <sighs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> I like that. And then there are all these stereotypes of African people, of African women being loud and just like, I, oof, okay. oof. 
I, I wanted to explain a little bit about that for her. It's because she's just always been that loud friend. It's uh, I, So she was actually tolerable to me until this book. So her as a background character was awesome. Uh, because, you know, of her friendship with the woman and whatever, it worked out great. But it, her getting her own book and Alexander <laughs> House playing up into certain stereotypes. Like, okay, guys, they played Liberian Girl at the wedding. I know I pretty much, like, lost her fucking mind. No, they played Liberian Girl because his uncle is just, like, a dummy. But his uncle was a great <laughs> character, though, because everybody's yeah. family has that super ignorant family member right and his uncle is like the bluetooth headphones the short the linen shorts the, the tucked pager. in Don't shirt the pager the pager, upon the the pager on his the side pager. when he picks up the phone he's like what you say now chuck like that <laughs> that uncle yeah okay but i'm pretty sure i've seen that stereotype so much that in in this case i'm just like okay this is like comedic relief but him yeah. playing liberian girl at the wedding <laughs> And first of all, he didn't know that she was Liberian. He thought it, she was a librarian. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Neil likes to read. So I'm glad that he got married. To- Hello? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, Anki is really the best part of that entire series. But if you had wanted a book to read that was less less problematic i feel like the word less is is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this sentence but okay carry on it is i would have gone with the basketball player brother (laughs) and um, there was also the first one uh what is big south's book the very first one because you know he's the the rapper yeah yeah. Uh, let me love you right yeah the patriarch of the family whatever in this way due to you know him having the most money that too um, so the storyline with him and his daughter is good. There is a bit of um, Real Housewives kerfluffle with, you know, the ex-wife and the new wife, obviously, because it's, it's an H.E.A. He gets married to the girl at the end or in the middle. I forget. Whatever. Um, but there is some very <laughs> healthily funny moments in that one, like at their first meeting. And, you know, he thinks that she's one of the groupies and she's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm really, I work for the jeweler who you have designed your fucking chains and I'm dropping your shit off for you. So go fuck yourself. Like pretty much she's like, how dare you? So that is what makes him attracted to her, obviously. Cause you know, men like it when women are mean to them. That's, that's, that's really it. It's a gospel. It's in the Bible. (laughs) So he gets super attracted to her. They figure shit out, but she also gets into involved in music. And there's Mm. a song called Panty Raid that comes from their union. Hello. 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 You know what? I'm. I'm I'm gonna find that because Alexander um, House did like a a album cover sort of thing for that. I'm gonna find that and I'm gonna send it to you because that was that was peak. But yeah, I also like books about music. So the fact that he was a rapper, even though I'm not really a fan necessarily of the hip hop rap genre as it stands in the book. I like music references in books and, you know, playlists for books are also a huge thing for me, which a lot of black indie authors do. So shout out to them. And yeah, that's so those two books would have been the ones I recommended in that series. That's my point. Okay. Well, I obviously mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. But you know what? I no, I can't say anything. No, (laughs) I was going to try to say something good. And my brain was just like, girl, we ain't got that today. (laughs) Girl. Yo, my head is hurting thinking about that book. <laughs> like, 
I just whoa! I didn't give Listen, it one star. Guys, I didn't give it one star though. I will say you gave that. it two. I give it two. <laughs> I oh, give it two. okay. What was the redeeming factor of that second star? Like, what made you want to give it two instead of one? I gave it two stars because they were both black. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is in hell. The, the bar, bar is in hell. <laughs> the bar is also sewage piping because. <laughs> because that's why that's why nobody can that's it you guys if you follow us on twitter you saw that screen cap that she posted because she went and got a vaginal steaming unironically and they're talking about the fucking benefits of vaginal steaming like this is a goddamn Gwyneth Paltrow blog and I wanted to fight everybody involved because I was like if I see Yoni one more goddamn time in this book I swear to god and yet and and then she said it again two sentences later like full spongebob narrative two sentences later i saw yoni yoni unironically listen listen she so and i was explaining to Anne that it's more it's not like a typical black romance like a miss bev or like a christina jones or a nicole falls or them would write like it's it's more of like a not like thug passion, but also like not quite thug passion because it's his book is it's not a thug contemporary, book, right? Like it's a contemporary, so that's fine, but mm. it just wasn't a good one. <laughs> it just wasn't a good one because there are okay. good black Fight contemporaries. Because I finally there got are. around, Hello. I finally got around to reading Oops by Alexandra Warren, and it was so good. Jen had suggested that book to me, and I was just like. Ah, my TBR though. But Cameron Cox is the lead in the book. So she works in an MPO, a charity. And the owner of the charity has a son who is like a social media influencer. He's really popular on blog sites and he's super fine. And that is why she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. But then he does a lot of sweet things and she busts it open on her office desktop. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then, oops, she pregnant. (laughs) She pregnant. Swish for three. (laughs) She gets El Pregante. Wow. Yep. Yep. She gets El Pregante and then, of course, have to deal with that shit. It's like, fuck, this nigga is great at all. Stop. You know what happened? He assumed because she was so put together and so wonderful, so hardworking. He assumed she was on birth control. Assumed. He assumed. He assumed, and that's why he shot the club up with not nary a thought. At no point in time was anybody just like condoms. <laughs> like I felt like Darty, I felt like Darty's born like in Golden Girls. Condoms, Rose, condoms. Ooh, child. So she gets pregnant. Yes, she gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Of course she does. Of course, of course she does. Like he, he purposefully, like he's shot that shit up with intention. Like I honestly think he's he like subconsciously he like wanted. he's like absolutely he wanted to tie her down like he was like she's not really fucking with me like that i'm i'm gonna have to make her keep me bro like i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to make her keep me the second book in that is whoa the guy's name is whoa like he's dj whoa like that yeah i was about to say that right? he, that's his dj name put some respect <laughs> put some respect on my dude put some respect on the dj name right yeah so melinda is there growing her business doing her thing and mm-hmm. her assistant's kind of like girl you need to get laid you need a date i know the fuck's going on with you we got to get you out of this office so right. he sets her up on a 
blind date with um her good friend mr dj will and she's like not another corny man fuck but then he ends up clapping the booty cheeks in her office <laughs> yikes just that also his name's Listen. walter his real name is walter which i think is so funny that's an old man name <laughs> that, and that's how you know he black kind of like his parents are like well my great granddaddy's name was walter yeah, so exactly. i'm a there's just some names that sound so black they're just some black ass names i do love walter because he's a grown man like he's off hustling melinda's off hustling they're doing their thing and he let it be known up front and he was like listen girl like i'm not trying to play games with you i want your ass wow we love to see it my business we love to see that on the road or you doing all this stuff and it's kind of like they're trying to find that balance people with them hustling with their careers and him really really trying to show her that he want to be with her so wow. i love to see it yeah yep there's a lot of swoon worthy moments i'm gonna say that and yeah that's why Will is one of my favorite books of 2020 one of my other favorite books of 2020 was um rebecca weatherspoon so if the boot fits so it's kind of like she's doing this contemporary modern cowboy of course the series is the cowboys of charming so it's this modern cowboy black romance retellings of fairy tales so the first one is a cowboy to remember me, right a cowboy to remember there we go. See? I, I, I forgot you. for a second, but then I remembered. <laughs> so that was more of like a sleeping beauty sort of vibes where a girl gets into a coma and then, you know, forgets a bulk of her past and falls in love with the dude she was in love with as a kid, obviously. So the second one, if the boot fits, is more of like a Cinderella telling. Yeah. Our lead, Sam Pleasant, is a famous actor. He's just one. This is a Sam Pleasant stan account. <laughs> Okay, because I read, rarely, rarely do I read romance novels and I really like the male protagonist, like extremely rarely. But in this case, this is a Sam Pleasant Stan account. Also, putting this out into the universe, I would like if there is a movie version, and I, I think there will be. Like, I feel it in my shundo, right? I hope that Yahya Abdul-Mateen II plays Sam Pleasant because he find a shit. Yes. He fi- oh, you look so good. You just wake up and look like that. That ain't fair. That is not, it's not fair. It, it's it not is, fair. It's not fair. This man, this man is it. so fine. And he's six foot three. He's six foot three. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Are, are you sure? I, I can give you another moment. No. <laughs> a couple of days ago he posted um this photo shoot that he did once he collected his emmy oh with his emmy oh, oh yes i saw that jen i enjoyed that jen never before have i wanted to be a statue sitting on a man's lap because god <laughs> damn god damn like, wow, 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 wow. He just rested it right on his thigh and he outside, like in the grass. And I'm like, God, please let that be me. Because he looks so good in that suit, bitch. Like, like I was sweating. I... <laughs> and then he wrote a, like a little mini speech talking about the black women in his life. Jesus. Ah, okay, I'm done. He's so fine. <laughs> okay so now that we have our fan casting in place <laughs> so sam pleasant wins an oscar and he's at an oscar after party and he sees our heroine our fair buxom heroine who is plus sized by the way just one of the highlights of this book for some people is that she's a plus size black 
I'm back. I'm back, baby. Here's, hear me. <laughs> hear me. Because black, not just black women, fat black women are sexy. Dark-skinned, fat black women are sexy. You know, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day because we were talking about Missy Elliott and how it is such a disgrace how people spoke about Missy Elliott back then as if she was not sexy and she could not be as sexual because she didn't fit into the slim, light-skinned, curly hair. Missy was, she still is, but back then, like I saw older videos and when they would zoom into her face, I'd be like, wow, look at the material. Look at the material. Missy Elliott is fine and so talented. Like, come on, y'all. Yep. Come on, y'all. Like, y'all And all this bullshit about her weight. And I I was, oh, I was retroactively mad. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I've I've been holding that. I've been holding that for like all these years and not knowing it. And now it's it's released. Yeah. And even just like some of the songs that I was too young to really realize what was going on like uh sake to me sake first of all sake to me is an amazing song hot boys she looks so good in the hot boys video they zoomed in and i was like "Ooh, you look good <laughs> mm. so let me just say while we are casting for that book to become a movie and we're gonna see yeah we're gonna see yaya because i want i want to see that man at all times please do the right thing casting directors don't just cast whoever the fuck right do the right thing the book- like i'm sorry tabria to, to majors is not the, the casting lead for this like she's not the heroine like disclaimer um i follow tabria majors and i i love her i think she's so funny but yeah no mm-mm no do the right thing and one of my biggest beefs is that people think that fat women are only sexy when they are of a certain body shape yep if you don't have an hourglass you don't have the typical body yaddy yaddy right body crazy curvy body crazy curvy big titty yeah little waist if you don't have the big titty little waist big booty little waist people act like you can't be sexy and that's not that's not true that's not true why you always lying why you always lying lying. oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but yes so back to amber riley i think is who i want to be cast as the female (gasps) amber riley i miss her she was so wonderful in glee and they tried to act like you think that Rachel Berry is a better singer? That's when I knew the devil was real. Cause I was like, you know what? Anyway, so Amber Riley and Yaya. <laughs> I can't think of I wouldn't mind if it was like a new, like a new actress. I wouldn't mind. Cause I would like I would like to see more fresh faces. Cause I feel like only a certain people act like there there can only be a certain number of black actors active at one time like we're fucking highlander and there can only be one i hate that shit why is that why is this the case i hate this yaya and amber aka sam and amanda they made this oscar after party and they happened to have a little you know boink boink one night stand and she <laughs> may or may not have stolen his oscar it was an accident after i think it was an accident, just like it's an accident to leave your shoe behind on a staircase, accidentally stealing an Oscar award winner's actual Oscar, um, thinking it was your goodie bag from the after party. That happens to everyone. I know that. Right. So 
<laughs> of course, she sends it back to him, luckily, safe and sound. And he is kind of like, damn, this bitch was bad. I want to like know her. And then they keep running into each other because one of their mutual good friends is getting married at his family's ranch. And the friend is also yeah, just, an actress, by the way. Yeah, she's surrounded by beautiful people and she is an assistant to a bitchy, you know, younger actress person. Yeah. Kind of like a whiny baby situation. Like the actress that she's an assistant to is also like hyper vindictive and cruel. So I know my blood is gonna be boiling if I see that on the big screen. They'd be a little bit angry. But you know, they keep coming together in a multitude of ways. Like she's like, Yeah, we fucked this one time, but like let's just like not do this. And then they keep running into each other, which makes it so perfect for me. So like in this is kind of like, listen, we're in 2020. So what's going to happen is that we're in LA. It's a very small biz when you think about who's actually successful in it. So we're going to run into each other at industry events, at random fucking restaurants and coffee shops, <laughs> at whatever. Everywhere. So the point I'm trying to make is that it makes sense that they run into each other, especially considering they're both black people. Mm. And so the highlight of the sex scenes that they have in this book, and there are quite a few. Give the people what they want, Rebecca. And she writes it so well. But it's a scene where she's riding him while wearing his white cowboy hat. Listen, 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 listen. To the whole book, I'm just like, oh, he's a cowboy. He wears a cowboy hat and he knows to take his hat off when he's indoors. Da, 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 da. The only thing running at the back of my mind, Jen, was when is she going to wear the cowboy hat and when it happened hercules 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 <laughs> she wore it at the right time that's amen. it it was just the right time amen love to see it <laughs> <laughs> oh yes one of my favorite books for 2020 it's in the top three to be honest so woe and if the boot fits are in my top three books for 2020 and they're both it's, black romances so that so tells good. you everything you need to know about me <laughs> black af that's right mm-hmm She's yes, your queen yes, to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of you. Sick of you. Ah, you ain't going nowhere. Are we gonna? Mm. No. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Are we gonna do it? Cunnilingus. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about cunnilingus, right? In romance novels, which are written mostly, predominantly, by women, cunnilingus is written in a way that women want to experience it. However, a friend of mine said recently, because uh, uh, I was I was trying to get her to listen to our first podcast episode. She was just like, she she hates reading romance novels because it just puts into stark contrast how men are not that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo. She was just like, men think they nasty and they ain't. And you read they a romance said. novel, you read a romance novel, and the dude be talking dirty like you wish your dude would, and you get mad. Wow. She's like, they think they can talk dirty, and it sounds disgusting, and you want them to shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it, it is very true, though. It's very true. Yeah. I think it's because men men use porn for inspiration correct insects as correct. opposed to actually using things made by women so if you are a cishet man trying to fuck a woman you using porn lines from porn made by white cishet men is not the best way for you to family, get that family if you are a cishet man trying to get some inspiration for what you be saying to your lady friend just like read some romance novels dog get some christina c jones and so T tying back to our last episode about historicals, historicals mostly do not have 
dirty talk. However, comma, I heard that as, you know, more interest is building in historicals, thanks to Bridgerton, which is just like, really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone, but okay. However you decide to get into the door is, I mean, I guess. Once you're in the door, once you're at actual romance novels. So I'm not talking, you're at the Jane Austen side of things. I'm talking like once you were in the romance novel section. So you've read Julia Quinn, you're reading Lisa Claypus. Yes, I'm listing the white authors first because you're not going to be going black red after you read Julia Quinn. It's impossible. Unless you are deliberately seeking black romance, that's not where the recommendation is. Or you go to your local librarian and you outright say to them, what is something I can read? Cause I liked Bridgerton and they point you into the direction of a black author. Well, um, that's it for this. <laughs> that's it for this one's episode. I know you guys are like, uh, why is it only a month at a time? Because Jen and I are very busy, essentially. We're very, very busy. We not that not, very, not that we don't want to read books and talk about books and other shit for a living. We do, but we cannot at this moment in our lives. So it's We okay. cannot record and talk about it all the time. Because what we really need to do one day is just someone just like leak the conversations that we've had around certain books. No, 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 no. You posted that screen cap the other day from our conversation. And I was just like, That's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. That's the tip of the that, iceberg. Like, ooh, there are some deep cuts in there. <laughs> so, listen, hey, listen, those slander and libel laws. No, thank you. I don't want to go to jail. Yes. So. We're going to have to redact a lot of names that I mentioned. Well, that we both mentioned the episode that had, uh, it's fine. Y'all can't be my ass. So there you go. Whoop, there it is. See y'all next month. Uh, Happy Black History yeah. Month. Yeah. February okay, is something wait, else, what, isn't it? Happy Valentine's Day. Oops, I totally yeah. forgot. <laughs> okay, on that note, we'll see y'all in March. March Madness. You can find us on our socials. What's them socials, Jen? Hmm? Stacked show. That's right. On Instagram and the Twitters. We're not on Facebook. And you can find us on our website, stacked.show. Please do not visit stacked.com. I swear to God, it is probably pornography and not even the good kind anyway. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Really? 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 (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Fine, fine, fine.